Hello, hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Skeptics and Seekers Sunday Sermon Shorts. Maybe short-ish. This could go long for a short. This is a tough one here. It's a very serious matter. There are plenty of opportunities for snark, <laughs> and I don't want to miss out on any of them, but I also don't want you to confuse my typical snark for lack of concern about the underlying subject matter, okay? So, uh, let's just see how this goes. Christians flood X with prayers for infant for perfect miracle after heart transplant. Yeah, you know, I, th I think we can all say praise God for that one, right? Praise Zeus, praise Milk Jug, praise whatever you're going to praise, praise nature, praise me for all I care. Um, I, it's a good thing. Uh, I don't know of any Christian or any atheist who would say, oh, that's a bad thing that, uh, that this baby had a heart transplant. I mean, it's... It can be difficult to get a heart transplant sometimes. And and this baby got one. Now, I think most of the atheists and some of the Christians would say it's a bad thing that the baby needed a heart transplant. Uh, and that's that's where things get de de uh, delicate. Uh, because this is this is terrible. It's gonna be terrible for the baby. Uh, I've had my fair share of surgeries, at least one really, really serious one, and I'm not talking about my leg. Um, so I have nothing but sympathy here. I feel a, a bit of a cringe even uh, talking about and thinking about serious uh, surgeries and the, the whole process of that. So bear with me. But I just want to break down this title a little bit because this is a, a perfect title for what we're going to talk about, Christians. Right, uh, okay, so this is 4S, so that's on brand. Flood X, which is the cesspit normally, formerly known as Twitter, so that's also on brand for Christians to patronize that sewer. Okay, but they flood X with prayers now. This might be interesting. These, this is, this is uh, another example of Christians praying in public. <laughs> because who cares what Jesus says about that kind of crap, right? <laughs> so, um, all right, I can dig it. And because it's public praying on a quote-unquote free speech platform, then surely we have the freedom of speech to examine it, as we're about to do. But the next word here, the next key word is, is really important. For infant. Prayer is for infant. You know, we can pray about a lot of things, and, you know, the Christian can just kind of poo-poo it away. You know, you had selfish motives or what have you. None of us are pure. But it hardly gets more pure than an infant. Again, most skeptics would agree with that. Uh, many Christians would not agree with that. <laughs> so, 
uh, a little bit different in uh, worldview than, uh, there. You know, for those of uh, you who claim to even have a worldview. But it, the thing is, it doesn't get more innocent than infants. And so one would think that there would be a higher priority, you know, with God answering prayers. This is, these are prayers for infants. These are public prayers for infants. We can see what the prayers are saying. We can examine them. See if they fit with Christian theology of what prayer should look like. I wish people would do more of that. But what are the prayers for exactly? For perfect miracle. Now that's really interesting. It Aren't all miracles perfect? How do you get an imperfect miracle? I mean, is, is God the kind of jerk that would just give you a partial miracle, a halfway miracle? The surgery was a success, but the patient died kind of miracle? Is that what you're thinking when you are asking for a perfect miracle? Well, whatever it means, I think they're serious about it. And they want a, they want a real gosh darn miracle here. And then uh, the kicker, after heart transplant. So we had a lot of things going on with this title. And I feel like the whole thing is dragged down by these last three words, after heart transplant. Now, you see, it seems to me, if we were going to have a perfect miracle, it would have been that the baby didn't need a heart transplant. Whatever defect caused by sin... Uh, that this that this baby had with her heart, it should have been a straightforward matter of prayer from the righteous and a miraculous cure for the problem. Instead, we have tagged in some of the finest surgeons in the world with a procedure that probably costs upwards of a hundred thousand dollars. And now we're asking for a miracle. It's kind of ruined, in my opinion, because if the baby gets better, and we all hope he does, if the baby gets better, we won't be able to find the miracle. And the reason we can't find the miracle is because all of the money in the surgery and the modern medicine has gotten in the way. So I don't, I don't even see where there is a possibility for a miracle in this story. We're going to read through some of it. Help me find the miracle. Thousands of Christians on social media are thanking God for the miraculous turnaround of a seven-week-old baby who underwent a heart transplant, and his parents are asking for more prayers as he continues to recover and fight for his life. This paragraph is so confusing to me. Is anyone else confused by this? They are thanking God for a miracle. They call it a miraculous turnaround, right? Well, if it's a miraculous turnaround, then, then it's a miracle. We'll we'll go through the story and see if we can find the miraculous turnaround, but this doesn't sound like the perfect miracle in the title. 
because the baby is still here in the last sentence here, still fighting for his life. So much so that the parents are going back for another dose of prayers. We need more prayers because that first set of prayers did not get us the perfect miracle. Our baby is still on death's door. We need more miracles. What are we doing here? What are we talking about? I I do not understand the language here, even from a Christian perspective. This is so confusing. Let's see if it clears itself up as we read further. It doesn't. When Augustus Eliot Jobert, better known on social media as Gus, was placed on a heart transplant list, his parents knew the road would be challenging. Okay. But again, I'm not sure why the parents would suspect that the road would be challenging. They're Christians. Their baby, excuse me, frog in the throat. Their baby is raised in a godly household. The baby is innocent, save for the noetic effects of sin, not his fault. I mean, surely even God would say that whatever sin stain falls on this baby is not his fault. And so, if they are appealing to miracle power, then this is the type of Christian who believes in miracles. In fact, they're appealing for a perfect miracle. So they're going for it. They're going for the gusto. Why then, in their worldview, forget mine, forget yours, why in their worldview would they expect the road ahead would be challenging? I don't understand that at all. Back to the article. And they called on the faith community to lift them and their son in prayer. Again, this is some Christian language going on here, and we just have to kind of squint at some of it and move on. But Lift them and their son in prayer. What does it mean to lift someone in prayer? I mean, I can't help but have the image of someone at a rave being lifted up and passed around by people in a mosh pit. (laughs) I don't know why that image is there. And now that I've said it, you have the image too. You're welcome. But, But what does that mean for prayer? I mean... Were they not already under God's radar? Why did they need to be lifted up, you know, higher so that God could see them to get God's attention? What does it mean that someone needs to be lifted up in prayer? I don't understand that. How does getting them up closer to heaven, even metaphorically, help their case? How does it help God see them better? I'm using some heavy voice, uh, some noise filtration, by the way, and I need it really bad because my puppy, my studio pug, is is going nuts <laughs> over here. Uh, the doorbell rang, a pag- package came. I edited it out, but now the puppy has gone from being asleep to being very active. Some of this might get in the video, uh, in the uh, audio. Sorry. 
<laughs> so, all right. Um, here's a quote. The road, uh, the road ahead is daunting. God is good. These two sentences almost seem to be The dog just took the bathroom rug out of the bathroom and he brought it into the studio proper and then he peed on it. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to do a show, buddy. What are you doing? Puppies. <laughs> what are you got? <laughs> He sees the bathroom rug as a pee pad because we've been training him with pee pads. So really, this is good for him. He goes in, he takes the pee pad and he brings it in here because I don't have a proper pee pad in here. And then he pees on it and it looks at me and says, look what I did. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. The road ahead is daunting. That's one thought. Full sentence. God is good. That's not a full sentence, but these, these things seem to be at odds, you know, a weird juxt juxtaposition. The road ahead is daunting. God is good. God is good for what? For giving you a daunting road ahead? Is that how you really think? It sounds more like Stockholm Syndrome than anything else. Why the heck should the road ahead be daunting? It goes on, God is good. His grace sufficient. But wait a minute. If his grace is sufficient, why are you asking for prayers on X and appealing to the modern medical complex and raising thousands and thousands of dollars, no doubt, for your baby to have this insanely expensive surgery? God's grace is not sufficient. So I'm obviously not understanding the context. His grace is sufficient for what exactly? The sentence continues. And the prayers of his people are fortifying. Well, again, I think we're the victim of some Christian speech here because I don't know what this is. What is this in Christianese? What does it mean that the prayers of his people are fortifying. Fortifying to whom? To God? God doesn't need your fortification. People are praying to God and it's fortifying somebody. Maybe it's fortifying you, right? You, you're asking for the prayers and you believe that his people are offering prayers and you are fortified by that. But how, what does that mean exactly? Would you not have been equally fortified by his grace? If his grace is sufficient, then you don't need these prayers for fortification. So I don't, I don't understand any of this. Goes on. Wait. The puppies. We begin a season of intense anticipation, wrote Gus's father, Mark. Joubert on X. Is it Joubert? 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 
I'm not French. J-O-U-B-E-R-T. I'm going to say Javert. The first set of many prayers was answered. This is the article writing, not uh, not a quote from the people. The first set, this is a Christian magazine, I think it's CBN. The first set of many prayers was answered 11 days after, or 11 days later, when a heart came through for the baby. How is this an answer to prayer? You put yourself on a transplant list. You have a very specific need, and sometimes it doesn't take very long to get the transplant. Sometimes it takes a long time, but not all the time. It's, it's really hard to, to, to measure these things and get a, a sense of how long it's going to take to get the perfect match for you. Sometimes it happens right away, same day. Sometimes it takes, you know, months, if not years, and that's assuming that you have years to live. But 11 days, that's not immediate, okay? You're waiting 11 days while your baby is in need of a heart transplant. There's no miracle here. So you're saying that the prayers were answered, I assume you mean miraculously, but plenty of people get transplants within 11 days with no prayers. So I'm not entirely sure... You know, what you're seeing here, this is this is a process. This is just the transplant process working itself out. My son is currently in surgery. He went in around 1 p.m. Uh, old heart is out. New heart is going in. I think this is a tweet. Uh, we only spent 11 days on a transplant list. Thank God for the family that chose to donate. Okay, let me just stop right there. Hey, I'm a donor. I'm an, I'm an organ donor. I wish that everyone was an organ donor. All right. Um, people, people donate organs because it's a good thing. Um, thank God for the family. Or, or you could Thank the family. There's a thought, right? Maybe someone should thank me for being an organ donor. <laughs> but no, when when I croak and then someone takes whatever organs uh, are in my body that are still any good, they're gonna thank God. Never. <laughs> that just seems it seems rude. Uh, but again, this is how Christians kind of look for a win for their God, desperately flailing about for some kind of miracle. All right. It's been a long day. We probably won't see him until 8 p.m. Javert wrote on January 16th, the Lord is our refuge. But the answer to prayer was, oh, this is not a good word overshadowed. The answer to prayer was overshadowed by news that Gus's new heart would not beat. Oh, crap. You know, they're asking for a perfect miracle. They get the answer to their prayers. And then it turns out to be a dud. 
Now I see why they specified perfect miracle, because this is the kind of God that apparently hands out partial miracles. A little up, a little down. Get you high, get you low. That that emotional roller coaster. What a, what a great game that is. That seems fun, God. Or maybe there's just no miracle. But let's just see. The, the new heart wouldn't beat. Now, I just want to say, again, with um, in terms of transplants, this is common. This happens. Kidney transplants, um, all, all kinds of uh, transplants, major heart, uh, major um, organ transplants. Sometimes it takes a little while to make them work. Right. Uh, the body doesn't accept them right away. There is some time built in. Uh, you want to see them working right away. But it's, it's not necessarily a death sentence if they don't start working right away. So it's, it's normal, but it's, it creates tension, a lot of nail biting. So I understand uh, the, the kind of the, the emotional trauma here. You, you got this thing, and it was a miracle, but the heart won't beat. Article picks up, uh, it's a quote, He will transition to ECMO, heart bypass machine, for a couple of days in hopes that it begins to beat. Otherwise, he will pass away. Please pray for us all. Jabir requested on X. I'm starting to think that maybe you should appeal to a better class of Christian, the kind that doesn't spend their time on the sewer known as X. But I get it. I can feel his anguish here. Thousands of believers began to pray for the infant as time counted down and life seemed less and less viable. Two days later, Javert and his wife heard a faint heartbeat from their son, a sign of hope that beckoned them to put their faith deeper in a God who answers prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, what happened to your faith, though? Weren't, wasn't your faith already deeper in there? Weren't all those prayers fortifying you? Wasn't God's grace sufficient? Or is it that his grace is only sufficient and fortifying when things are looking up? How does this work Exactly. They specifically requested prayer for a functioning heart and that he would transition smoothly off the heart bypass machine. Okay, well, that's pretty specific. I mean, that's something. By the way, this, uh, you know, that the heart might start beating and working again after a couple of days is normal. All right. Again, it's a nail biter, not a miracle. It's just the process. Javert wrote, please pray his heart function would continue to improve, that his time on ECMO would not involve further complications, that he would be comfortable and not distressed, that my wife and I would have rest and wisdom for hard days ahead that God would be known and glorified through us in the midst of this trial. 
And I find it, I find it to be kind of sick that this God, in the middle of your trial, wants you to focus on him. Look at me, says this God. Send glory to me. Yeah, I know your, your kid is dying, but glorify me. And whether he lives or dies, glorify me. Keep glorifying me. How gross is that? Oh, you haven't thought about it that way? Maybe you should. Give it a try. This is how Christians talk about it. Whether this is an accurate measure of how God is or not, couldn't say. But this is how God is to, to these people and to a certain type of Christian. Maybe you're different. Let me know. Let me know. On Tuesday, uh, just ahead of a test that proceeds coming off the ECMO machine, the family again requested prayer. It seems like they're requesting prayer a lot. I mean, it's ongoing, right? People are praying. It's, it's ongoing prayer. It's not like people are just praying once and stopping, right? And by the way, if they did pray once and stop, they prayed the prayer. God heard it. Why do they need to keep going back again and again and again, praying the same prayer? Is that, is that what God needs? So I don't understand why you got you to gotta get it all ginned up again, get that prayer machine working again. Here's a quote. Yesterday, Gus, uh, Gus's heart performed well when uh, ECMO support was reduced. The father wrote, Today, the plan is to have a clamp trial during which ECMO support will be temporarily suspended. Well, this sounds favorable. Oh, no. The next paragraph. But the test did not go as planned. And now the couple are seeking the prayers of those who have upheld their family before the Lord. Well, I don't know. Maybe you don't have the right people upholding your family before the Lord. Or maybe they're not holding you up high enough for the Lord to see. I have no idea. But this doesn't sound good. This doesn't sound like prayer. This doesn't sound like uh, a perfect miracle. This is not. Is this how prayer is answered? What is, what is going on? Is there any part of this where if you're going through it that you can see, you know what? This isn't working. Maybe I should try something else. Do you ever get permission to say that? Here's a quote. Friends, please pray for us. As complications with ECMO during our clamp test led to a rapid removal uh, test to lead to, uh, they're praying for it to lead to a rapid removal from ECMO. Up to that point, Gus Hart was doing well, showing signs that he would likely have come off of ECMO soon. Anyway, Jaber updated his followers. However, Gus is still in a fight for his life right now. This is this is um, this is heartbreaking, right? I I I almost didn't do this story because this is heartbreaking. I'm I'm rooting for you, baby Gus. I don't I don't understand 
the religious context that's surrounding this, though. I, I got to tell you, it's really confusing. Minutes later, more than 39,000 people view the request and prayers of support flooded his timeline. Right? 39,000 people view the request. That's at least 39,000 prayers. And if they prayed two or three times over the course, that's, well, that's a lot. Most kind, powerful, and loving Father in heaven, please come to baby Gus's aid. We praise your name for the prayers you've already answered. Hang on. Which prayers have already been answered? Anyway, please pull him through this time of challenge in the name of your precious Son, our Lord Jesus, who died for our salvation. Amen. Wrote one ex-user. Isn't it interesting how prayers, even prayers of supplication, have to focus so much on God. God, you're so great. I've got to, I've got to stoke your ego. You've done so much. I've got to preach this sermon about how good you're doing. Please help me out a little bit. It's sick. Here's another one. May the healing power of the Almighty God fall on Gus for a perfect miracle in Jesus' name. Amen. Another wrote. Another user added, Come, Holy Spirit, take control. Hold Gus in your loving arms and make him whole. Wipe away all doubts and fears. Take over his life and heart. Draw him to your love and keep him by your side, safe and whole. Amen. This prayer is so weird because it is asking the Holy Spirit to come. Come now, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. What do you think the Holy Spirit has been doing all this time? <laughs> has he been, in your mind, has he been sitting on the sideline just waiting for you to beg him to tag in? If he's already there, why are you praying for him to come? <laughs> he's already doing it, right? What are you talking about? And you know that if the worst happens and baby Gus ends up dying, the prayers will flood on the praise of God of how wonderful it is that Gus is now with Jesus in heaven. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Okay, you're waiting for the end of the story. Folks, that is the end of the story so far. What was that title again? Christians flood X with prayers for infant, for perfect miracle after heart transplant. I was expecting a miracle. I was expecting something. I just got a very human process that's not looking really good for baby Gus right now. So, atheists, join the Christians in whatever form of prayer you pray. Pull out your milk jug and ask it for help, send a freaking text message to Joe Pesci, for, for, for God's sake. Whatever it takes, send your thoughts and more thoughts. Because this sort of thing, whatever has caused this, this heart problem with this baby that required him to get a new heart, in the face of a God who is there controlling all, it's, it's despicable 
it's it's unconscionable because baby Gus's heart problem would be a part of God's plan. And just wow. And he's and he's getting all of this praise energy. And he may do something or he may not. But the important thing is that you keep giving God glory. It's not whether the baby gets better or not. Christians, do you see how this sounds to non-Christians? You see how this sounds bad, looks bad for your God. Can you see how we see him through your eyes? Let me know. You know what to do. Skepticsandseekers.squarespace.com. Log into your Discuss account and discuss away. Send me an email, skepticsandseekers at gmail.com. Until next time, I will see you in the comments. And in the meantime, I'm out.